Hi, hello, hola, and hello, friends. Happy Halloween. It's not technically Halloween yet, but in the U.S., the month of October is actually Halloween, and it's celebrated very much in in the U.S. Jacqueline here, your host of My Kids Think I'm Cool podcast. And today's episode, I'm really excited to do this very special Halloween episode about Halloween in Denmark versus Halloween in the U.S. Plus, to get to know these two mothers next to me and why the heck they are in Denmark. I wanted to do this uh, show because I moved to Denmark in 2014. I was completely shocked that Halloween was not celebrated here. There was no scary events, fun costumes, Halloween parties, haunted houses, and Halloween candy. Come on, I want my skull-shaped Reese's peanut butter cup or my eyeball lollipop. This episode will be a fun one that will cover a little history of Halloween. And when I say a little history, it's more like thank you, Google, for answering my question. And also the celebration of Halloween in Denmark, maybe in the U.S., And maybe in Italy, since I have a mama here that actually lived in all three countries, U.S., Italy, and Denmark. Plus a little glimpse of their life as an international mother living in Denmark. At the end of each episode, I will finish the sentence off, my kids think I'm cool, but sentence. This is a funny one, and I feel like every parent can relate. So listen until the end, okay? I have two guests here and a whole bowl of candy staring at us. When I came up with this episode, I thought it would be a fun idea to have candy and talk at the same time. But I realized real quick that that would be a bad idea because you guys would actually hear us chewing and speaking at the same time. And that is not very pleasing to hear. Anyways, I have two guest speakers here, and they're going to join me on this conversation around the celebration of Halloween in Denmark. And they can also talk about how the heck they ended up in Denmark. My first guest is Jody. She's an American living in Denmark with her family. Her husband's Italian and she has two kids. She has lived in the U.S., Italy, and Denmark. I believe she had her first child in Italy and her second one in Denmark. And I have Anna, a Dane who grew up in both countries, U.S. and Denmark. She lives in Denmark with her daughter and a partner. Anna will have some perspective as a repat and moving back to her home country, Denmark. This will be a super fun, interesting conversation with these two women. I know I did a brief introduction. Jody, Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to add to the introduction? Did I miss anything? Hi, this is Jody. Um, yeah, I, I'm from the United States, from the East Coast. Um, I was born outside of Philadelphia and then moved to New York after college. Then my husband is from Northern Italy. So just to be more specific. And we've been here in Denmark for about four years. And I really love it. That's great. Yeah. That's great because also me, uh, I also started liking uh, Denmark after having kids. So that's a really great that. Um, this is a fantastic yeah. <laughs> place for children. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I think f- I I was in Italy, in northern Italy, and my daughter was had just been born. And I heard a mother running after a child saying, don't run. You don't want to sweat because <laughs> the Italians are very, you know, very clean and yeah. proper and they don't run. And I said, I want my girl to sweat. Yeah. So I moved to Denmark. Well, so here they play in the dirt, her in the rain. <laughs> it's yeah. allowed. She goes to the nature school, so she's yeah. like, oh, "Look, great. mom, I cut this with a knife." I'm like, "Oh, it's like they I let you play this. with a knife." <laughs> yeah, and the the guys like this. The director of the school said she's really good, but you know she doesn't know the word in Danish for axe. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think she knows that in English either." <laughs> not our, not so important. 
Jody, would you like to add anything? Uh, Anna, would you like to add anything to the? I, I could add some specifics. Yeah, um, definitely. So I was born in Chattanooga to Danish parents and grew up mostly around Atlanta, um, and then have been sort of back and forth, but have been living in Denmark since 2012, and oh, specifically for the last almost five years. So that's, that must have been a big transition for you from U.S. to to Denmark, even uh, though you're Danish. Yes. <laughs> big time. Uh, moving I mean, when you're 12 is never good. Yeah. Um, going through puberty outside of your comfort zone is always awful, um, but it's particularly challenging when you move from you know a bustling metropolis of five million people to a quaint little town of three thousand in Yosemite. Yeah, that was a culture shock. That's a big big change, yeah. definitely. But thank you for, thank you guys for joining me and taking time out of your day to come to the studio and record this very special Halloween, um, episode with me. Um, and it's, it's really great that, uh, Halloween's actually being celebrated in Denmark, uh, now. Uh, are you guys both excited, uh, that Halloween finally made it here to Denmark? A hundred percent. I I didn't know that it wasn't here already <laughs> because we had trick or treaters. Okay. Yeah, and the children would come to our door, but then if I gave them licorice, they would say like I don't want that. They're like if we want the American they want candy. American candy. <laughs> yeah. I was like I know. <laughs> You're like I also want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when I lived in New York, there were the kids who would you would see Wrappers and wrappers and wrappers and wrappers of candy, and then a big pile of vomit because the kids would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Yeah, I miss that about America: eating candy till you get sick. Yeah, <laughs> or just going out and like in limited hours and just trick or treating, and it's like okay. Yeah, for hours. Yeah, <laughs> like here in Denmark, it's like you can only go to some houses. Yes. <laughs> So it's it's not like the U.S. where you can just go to, like, every house. Do you remember when they switched from, like, homemade treats to store-bought treats? Like, when I was a kid, I remember old ladies would make cookies. They're like, oh, I made these cookies. And you're like, where are the store-bought treats? Yeah. <laughs> and then pretty soon it was, like, little mini Kit Kats. I just remember having total disdain for the neighbors who thought it was appropriate to give us apples and raisins. Yeah, those are the people I'm talking about. Oh, I got toothbrush. A toothbrush? Oh. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, you must have been a dentist. But, you know, as a like a 12-year-old, you're like, what is this? And we'd always, we're so bad, we'd throw it back at the house. It's like, who wants toothbrushes? Where's the, the giant-sized Reese's pe- peanut butter cups? Like, who wants toothbrush? But now, like, as an adult and as a mother, I'm like, yeah, those toothbrushes are much needed. <laughs> I remember going home with my my pillowcase full of candy and dumping it out and then, like, organizing the candy into, like, chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah, so that you could, like, sort of lay out the next day or two until you finished it all. I was a, I was a rationer. Oh. And I always like to finish my my week of candy with my favorites. And so I'd kind of get through the crappy stuff that I didn't like. I would either trade it with the neighborhood kids mm-hmm. or I'd just kind of eat that the first night. And then I'd save all the good stuff for the very end. Like all the Snickers and the Mars bars. And yeah. mm. The hard candies were always like, ugh. The Smarties. I would save that till the end. Me, I couldn't take the Smarties. I felt like those were like the cheap candies that anyone can just hand out. I was like, I want the good ones. <laughs> what but, was your favorite one? I'm obsessed with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Me too. Yeah, I love Reese's The one thing I miss is Reese's. I know they have it here, 
But it's like you have to pay an arm and a leg for it versus it's like 50 cents in the U.S. It's super cheap. <laughs> I'm all about the candy corn. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, I don't and the candy, candy pumpkin candy corn. Yeah. Candy corn. I, I don't know whether – yeah. <laughs> do you guys have your decorations up now at, at the houses or do you guys even decorate? Because here they don't really have so much decorations like they do in, in the U.S. In Denmark, it's like a, a, a pumpkin or actually there's a house next to my house and it ha- it's full on graveyard site, spiders on the hedge. It is super cool. You saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, it's full oh, on. If you guys are wondering, that's the sound, my sound technician. Can you want to introduce yourself, Dave? <laughs> Did hey. I introduce the ladies next to me? <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm Dave. <laughs> and I'm here to make your stay Hi, wonderful. Hi, gentlemen. Yeah. You're welcome. He's, he's mm-hmm. making us sound very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope so. But um, I would love to get more into the Halloween topic. But let's, let's talk about um, how you guys ended up in Denmark before we get into more of uh, the culture of Halloween here in Denmark versus in the U.S., but I want to know how you guys end up in in Denmark and uh, what you guys are, are doing here. So, yeah, uh, Jody, um, why um, chose Denmark? Why Denmark? <laughs> <coughs> well, I was living. I had been living in northern Italy in Milan, where my husband grew up, where he's from, and I had a very young baby, and I just wasn't feeling like the culture was was really speaking to me. I mean, obviously, traveling in Italy is amazing, and the food is amazing, and the art is amazing. But I just didn't feel like it really corresponded with my sort of internal values, I guess. Um, And my husband found Chaos Pilot, the college, and he decided to apply. And then he got in. And so we just said, okay, let's move from Italy to Denmark. It was really a leap of faith. And that was for like over four years ago. Now he actually works for KS Pilot and, wow. and is developing programs with them. And the only person who speaks Danish in our family is my daughter who's grew up here. Yeah, so that's how we got here. Has your daughter corrected your Danish like mine does all the time? She just laughs like when I try to pronounce stuff. She just laughs. That's how you know she's really Danish. She's like, ah, what do you even say? (laughs) But her Danish is great. She translates. She's like, that that lady who lives next door said that you can pick apples from her tree. I'm like, thanks, sweetie. Mine, my daughter, Mika, uh, I said something wrong. I was like, oh, I was talking about a color. And I said, Lily. Instead of lila, purple, and and she's like, "Mommy, it's lila." Yeah. I was like, "Sorry." So she's been correcting my Danish a lot, and yeah, it's I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a four year old correcting my Danish. Do you speak Danish? <laughs> I try to speak Danish, and I can understand more. I think after living here for for seven years, my mm. Danish has improved. I've been working in. Um, English-speaking company, so it's uh, really hard to practice your Danish when it's uh, the culture is uh, culture of the business is is English. Mm-hmm. And my colleagues tried to get me to speak Danish. I was like, "Do you want to get work done?" Because if we want to do a meeting in Danish, it's going to be like a three-hour meeting versus like a half an hour meeting where we just kind of go like, "Get this done, this done, this done, this done," instead of trying to find words to say what I need to do. So, yeah. I try to speak Danish as much as I can, um, not to my daughter because she actually has my English accent speaking Danish. 
And so I can hear it, and it's really bad because I'm like, oh no, she she gets, she says drink, like boy, drink. You could say it probably properly, drink. Yeah, that. But she says it like me. Yeah. That so. Was not Jody, yeah, that's Anna. Saying. Yeah, that was not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, <that's Jody. laughs> I've got. Um, so we're raising our daughter bilingual. She'll be two in two weeks, and so when she learns a word, it. She'll usually learn it first in one language, and then weeks later, she'll start saying it in the other language, too. And she's starting to figure out that one of us speaks English and the other one speaks Danish, and so she'll sort of modify depending on who she's talking to. But until she figures out what that word is in both languages, it is the one word. Yeah. And so when she was learning colors, it was not red. It was Uh. not red. No, mommy. No. (laughs) And then this week, she started saying newspaper. And so my boyfriend came over and said, oh, what what is in the newspaper? What are you reading? And he said, Avis, because he was speaking Danish to her. And she said, no, daddy, newspaper, not Avis, newspaper. <laughs> like, ah. okay, sorry. <laughs> She's, we're getting a little preteen glimpse, I think, right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, I think for, with daughters, they become a teenager at three years old. Because <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm fighting with my daughter about clothes. I'm like, I thought I would have this issue when you're a teenager, not at, th- at three years old. Like, <laughs> I, I want you to wear this pretty dress, not the the um, Halloween costume from two years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I think teenage hits first when you have, like, little daughters. I don't know how you are yeah. with, with... My daughter refuses to wear pants. I, I think mine too. But I let her pick whatever she wants yeah. to wear. And she's so, but I came up with a really good organization system where I just hang everything up. And I made like lots of ha- all hangers the same. And she's doing great. Yeah. But, but I was thinking about her. She, she's actually tri- trilingual, which I think a lot of uh, yeah. people here are because yeah. she, she speaks Danish at school. She speaks English with me and Italian with her family, her Italian family. But, um, she speaks Italian with a Danish accent. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But she doesn't, I mean, she speaks perfect American yeah. English like me and perfect Danish because she doesn't hear it's around any, it. Yeah. She doesn't hear any mispronunciation from yeah. us. Wow. Yeah. So my, the kid's brain and languages <laughs> yeah. is, is so amazing. And I think like for her, it's more like a con- contextualized. So when she's at school, she speaks Danish and she knows that I don't understand Danish. So she never speaks Danish with me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe because your daughter knows that you speak it, she's she she speaks to you in Danish. Yeah. 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 It's a bit of a mix. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens in the next <laughs> year or so. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the culture shocks uh, you guys experienced when you moved uh, to Denmark? For me, my culture shock was just something super simple, and it was a summer jacket. I was talking with a colleague about uh, clothes or something, and it was summer. He's like, I just bought a summer jacket. I'm like, what's a summer jacket? Coming from Los Angeles, you you don't wear jackets in the summer. So I just, my mind wouldn't, couldn't handle what a summer jacket was. And I, afterwards, I was like, oh, a summer jacket, a jacket you wear in the summer. So for me, I was like, oh my gosh, no, no one in Los Angeles buys a summer jacket a summer jacket is like a winter jacket <laughs> because it doesn't really get cold in in los angeles so that was my culture shock that i, I officially knew i was not in los angeles anymore when i had to wear summer wool summer wool they that, have that exists too. oh yeah. my gosh see like that's like another i'm like what <laughs> i yeah that was a real eye-opener to me that um 
I was not in Los Angeles anymore. Um, what are what are your guys's Anna? I think so. I moved here for the first time when I was twelve, and at that point, it was very much about just sort of the size of everything. Felt so much smaller. There were very <laughs> yeah. few options. The grocery store was tiny. There were three kinds of toothpaste to choose from. I didn't understand that. Um, I was also a little perplexed that I had. Because it was so safe and it was such a small community, I could get on my bike and go anywhere I wanted, anytime I wanted. And so that freedom and that safety and security, and I could just tell my mom, I'm going to go play with my friends. I'll see you at dinner. Um, and because of the location, the, there was the beach nearby. There were the woods. And so I, that kind of freedom um, was incredibly liberating and so much nicer than having to be carted around everywhere. Yeah. Um, when I came back the, since – 2012, uh, when I moved here in 2012, um, I think the biggest thing for me was just figuring out that it doesn't matter that I have a Danish name and that I look Danish and that I speak Danish because I haven't lived here my entire life. So I think for a lot of people, I will never be 100% Danish. Yeah. I'll never be a Dane the way they are. And that kind of sort of cultural distance was incredibly frustrating to me. Um, socially, it made it different, or difficult for me to make friends with Danes. And so I ended up, and that's still the case today, um, most of my friends are internationals because they understand that the sort of, <clears throat> let me be nice about this and diplomatic. So Denmark is not a perfect country. <laughs> um, and there are issues here too. And it seems like it's taboo to talk about those things, and it is taboo to be critical. Um, and if you do that, then it's not – I don't know. Then um, people stop listening. Um, and that's hard to sort of – as someone who has absolutely 100 percent experienced both things, both cultures, um, American and Danish, that not being able to talk about what doesn't work um, was difficult for me. Yeah. That was tricky. Jody. <laughs> well, I I think I definitely echo some of the things that you're saying, and I hear I talk to a lot of internationals because almost all of my friends, not all of them, but most of them are inter- internationals like me. I think because this is maybe because it's my third country, or maybe because this culture is more similar to American culture than Italy. Italian culture is to American culture. I have felt extremely comfortable here in a way I never did in Italy. So when I hear, I can complain easily about things here, and I, the grocery store selections is very hard. <laughs> but um, but I think like for me, moving here felt more like coming home uh, than, because Italy was so difficult. And it's kind of like, um, I mean, I'm a white person, but let's say that I could never pass as an Italian but I can pass as a Dane, right? So, yeah. so even though I don't, people don't think I, like aren't Danish with me, like inviting me over for hygge things or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but they speak Danish to me, or they think I'm Danish, or I'm with my daughter, they think we're Danish. Until I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Danish yet, and they're like, Oh, that's okay. Or, Where are you visiting from? <laughs> like, Oh no, I live here. Oh, why? <laughs> why don't you go back to your country? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you speak Danish? <laughs> right, right. But I think in Italy, I look so not Italian that there was just not, there was never even like a almost, you're almost in. So compare, so I don't know. So I kind of think of that as sort of prefacing my comfortability here. But I would say my culture shock moment was when 
I went to uh, a store. I think it was like a Genbru, like yeah. a thrift store. And um, there were children crawling around on the floor. And I was like, oh, they just put their babies on the floor here. Oh, my God. And I remember the the fear and, like, having to work through the fear to put my little beautiful six-month-old baby onto the floor with the other children and I just remember pushing myself, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And letting her go and just being like, ah! so proud of myself. <laughs> that was my culture shock moment because in Italy you would never do that. I, wow. the, letting them sleep outside in the prams. Oh. I, I think mom culture shock. That's something I grew up with until yeah. I knew it was normal. But it's not that normal Did you else. sleep? Did you sleep in the pram? In Atlanta, did your parents put Do you out I, there? I think. No, because <laughs> no, it's like ninety-five degrees in July with one hundred percent humidity. There's nobody sleeping outside. No, <laughs> with mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would be your guys' advice for any family, international family, um, be uh, would move here to Denmark? Uh, just a quick advice on some preparing someone to move here in Denmark. <laughs> Don't go at once. <laughs> Save a lot of money before you come in case you can't find a job right away. <laughs> Learn Danish. Mine mine would be if you come from a tropical um or a warmer country is prepare for real winter clothes like shoes and socks because that was really like a problem of mine because I thought my winter clothes that I had in California would fit with the winter clothes here in Denmark, <laughs> which didn't because that was like the summer clothes. What would be yours, Anna? I would say, especially the mom, um, join a mother's group. I know there's an international one. Yeah. Um, and if you speak any Danish at all, then join the Danish one because I think that's really, really enlightening. Um, so shout out to my mother's group. Um, because they've been amazing and I count them as some of my closest friends now. Um, and I would also say if you're living anywhere, most major cities at this point are going to have some kind of an international community. Yeah. Some sort of a network, um, a place where people can go and meet and socialize and, and I would tap into that, um, because they also have access to a lot of resources and they're usually well funded as well. Um, so yeah, that would be my recommendation. On um, Facebook also, groups, yeah, definitely. And also for questions, like the international mothers and our hosts on Facebook, they, yeah, you can get answers to every question that you have. And yeah, the mothers are so great. I love all the mothers. Yeah, shout out to all the international moms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, responding to my question on that group. <laughs> for example, yeah. <laughs> now we've gotten to know these ladies, and they gave their advice to any families that are wanting or planning to move to Denmark. Now we can actually talk about Halloween in Denmark. Do you guys uh, know where Halloween actually originated or uh, why um, it, before it got uh, commercialized, um, where it actually came from or anything? I vaguely remember something about it being an tr- Anglo-Saxon tradition and something about being closer to... I don't want to say it's like Dia de los Muertos, but it's yeah. kind of, you know, that you're a little bit closer to. Yeah, that's actually what I thought, too, because I was like, oh, you know, uh, Day of the Dead. Um, but it actually not it was not uh, celebrated that way. It was actually mm-hmm. um, I never knew what Halloween was 
until I posted on that group, like, hey, hey, guys, um, looking for some mamas that want to, you know, talk about Halloween. And then there was actually one Irish uh, mama uh, that actually said something. It's like, oh, yeah, Halloween originated from Ireland. Oh, I would love to do that show. And she couldn't she couldn't come because um, she, she had to work or she has uh, two kids. I, I don't remember. So I was like. Really? I was like, is it from Ireland? So I, I did a little, little research, like I said earlier, but it's more like, hey, Google, what's up? Where is Halloween, uh, Halloween from? And it actually is from, from, uh, Ireland. It's, it's a, it's a tradition that originated from the ancient, uh, Celtic festival. I'm quoting Google right now. <laughs> so this is not my words. This actually came from Wikipedia, Google. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a Celtic festival that come, um, uh, from Ireland and, uh, people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Oh. That's what the Halloween was about. And eventually, uh, Halloween evolved into activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-lanterns, uh, festival gatherings, costumes, and eating treats. So it eventually became that um, over time. And I'm pretty sure U.S. has a, a lot of involvement on the commercial side of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really interesting. Uh, Sponsored for, by Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Probably. Hershey's. Sponsored by Hershey's yeah. chocolate. What, yeah. What's the biggest uh, candy fa- manufacturing con- um, company? That's probably who. Probably Hershey in the U.S. Yeah. So I I don't know, but I just did a little quick Google research, and that's what it came out. And I really thought it was because of the, that was my phone, actually. <laughs> I so, thought it was the traffic outside. Was it traffic? <laughs> yeah, terrible. it's like a little honking. <laughs> but that was my phone honking right now <laughs> at me. But yeah, um, I guess as kids, we don't really realize what we're celebrating. I was uh, Halloween to me was all about candies and tr- treating all night. And then when I became a, a teenager, it was more like dressing up and maybe free booze <laughs> at the, like the local party or something. So yeah, it's just. Yeah, it was interesting to know that uh, Halloween actually originated from from Ireland. <laughs> I think I think when I was growing up in the eighties outside of Philadelphia, our Halloween was really centered around the parade. Yeah. So there would be like a Halloween parade on Main Street. It was literally called Main Street and still yeah. is in Malvern, Pennsylvania. For any of you out there who are from Malvern, and um, we would we had a Halloween costume contest. Once I even won for a boat awesome. well contest. Done. Yeah, thank you. And you won a boat? No, I was. I was. Two, we were two men in a boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> like whoa. Actually, it was only okay. To be honest, I didn't win. I was like, like one of the winners. You know. Yeah. But um, the, but it was more about the yes. Yeah, so it was more about the costume, and, and you would wear your costume a different costume to school. They would have a Halloween parade at school. And then the candy part was not the most important part. That was just like a, another exciting part, but not the main part. Ah, maybe maybe for me, it's coming from another country like Philippines and integrating in the U.S., mm. it was a new um, a new holiday, and I was like, "Oh, free candy! <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> for for the day." But that's all I remember when I was young was just candy. You didn't. Just, what about the costumes, though? Um, yeah, I wasn't really into the costumes as more. Really? Yeah, I, I would pick whatever, like, I was like, oh, I like this costume or something like that. I was more into the uh, trick-or-treating and getting free candy and getting as much candy as I can for the night. 
I think we had contests with my friends who would get the most candy. <laughs> I second that. I remember the candy contests. Yeah. And I remember being a little offbeat with some of my costumes. I was a magician one year. Um, I was a little special kid. Um, <laughs> but being in Georgia, one of the things that I remember that I will forever associate with, with Halloween is um, going up to the mountains in North Georgia and – there would be corn mazes and there would be hot apple cider yeah. and there would usually be um, – this was I guess later when I was in high school, um, very like off the books, like not at all appropriate kind of haunted hayrides yeah. in haunted <laughs> houses where they would actually touch you and you'd get a chainsaw like, right up in your face. Yeah. This was you – know, this was a long time ago. Um I'm not sure they would allow that anymore, but that's that's also my – there's something about sort of country bumpkin-y vibe of cornfields and hot apple cider and apple butter and do all the apple products in general. Bobbing um, for apples. Bobbing oh, for yeah. apples, yeah. Caramel-covered apples. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Candy-covered yeah. apples. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought of – I was like, oh, we should do like a – a bobbing for apple contest today. I was like, no, no, that'd be a big mess. <laughs> and I was like, this is radio, so how would people see that unless I record it? <laughs> but I'm, I'm guessing I'm not coming from the U.S. I'm guessing there is still might be cultural difference between a state to a state, no? Ways of the hmm. things that might be particular to. I mean, I guess in Los Angeles they don't celebrate Halloween as they do celebrate in other places, no? I think part of it might be weather dependent um, yeah, because yeah. I've spent Halloween in Canada and. Those costumes were weatherproof because it was cold and it was snowing. Uh. And so you had to be creative in a very different way with your costume if you were out trick-or-treating um, versus being in Atlanta where it could be chilly. It was not cold. Um, and so you could get away with wearing a lot less, not in terms of skimpy, but just less layers. And it didn't have to be, you know, you didn't have to think about whether or not it was raining yeah. or cold. Um, I guess kids have to think about that here, huh? Yeah, I my daughter has to uh, wear her suit and then maybe, like, the costume over. Did she pick her own costume? Uh, if it's a princess, she's in the princess face. She's always been the princess face. And I think with Halloween, it's, like, all about scary. And it's like, I want to be Elsa. Oh, yeah. That's also my favorite costume. Yeah, Elsa. <laughs> Dave's going to be Elsa this year. Yeah. <laughs> In in Italy, is uh, Halloween a big deal? Are they ce- do they celebrate it at all? Not trick or treating for sure. I think you know it's it, people who are who are interested in celebrating American culture maybe will talk to a few houses like, can we come trick or treating? Can I bring my kids over? But it's not. No, it's more. There's it's more prevalent here for sure. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. Do they have like? Um, sections of Halloween decorations. Like, I was shocked that they started having that in Denmark where it's like Halloween and like Bilka, like the big Halloween. They didn't used to have it? No, no, no. No. And it's right next to the Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's like Christmas and Halloween. I think that, um, I think that it was maybe there would be a party at the Duomo in Milan and you would wear your costume for Halloween. But not everyone did it. The difference is in America, everyone participates yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like even when you go trick-or-treating, like e- they decorate their houses for the trick-or-treaters. And and like they invite you into the house and it's a haunted house and then you get your treat after. Right? Like Yeah. yeah. I'm, I miss that. I miss seeing the decoration like out of like – 
huge uh, haunted houses. Like, and this is when you're allowed to, like, oh, it's a stranger's house. It's fine. It's a haunted house. <laughs> you know, it's like it was accepted to just go to house to house and um, trick or treat. And if it's a haunted house, let's go in. It's like, yeah, it wasn't like a big deal. <laughs> I wonder how COVID will change that, though, in the U.S. Yeah, you know? that's true. I, I know here they're they're not you're not allowed. You can, but it's uh, they say that you're not allowed to go trick or treating and maybe just have uh, small parties for for yeah. for the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, definitely I change. That, I hope that next year I can take my daughter to the full ha- Malvern, PA, so that she can do. The parade and the trick-or-treating and the haunted house. I want her to do all of that. But here they do have pumpkin picking. Yeah, that's true. We, we went, you and I went. Unbeknownst, we went to the same pumpkin yeah. patch on the same day within like maybe two hours yeah. of each other. <laughs> Did you see each other? No. No. Oh. No, it was, she's like, I just came there, uh, I just came from the pumpkin, pumpkin patch. And I was like, me too. <laughs> so we just came like literally within an hour from mm. each other. We just missed each other. But I think there's only two in Utland because when I was doing research, there's only two uh, pumpkin patches in, in Utland. Do you want to do a shout out to that right now? Because I really want to know where I, to go pick a pumpkin. I can't even say the name of it. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's called Pluxel Kraska in yeah. Brastrup. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll just text me that right now. Yeah. yeah. The address is maybe, uh, can you put a link on the on the page site or something? Yeah. Um, I actually, on my like on my, uh, on my Facebook uh, page, there's the link on there. Okay. I was, I was telling people, I was like, oh, check out the pumpkin patches because it, it was super fun. And uh, my my daughter loved it. So she got to pick a very big pumpkin. <laughs> Was there other stuff Halloween oriented? No, no. It's just they got fancy corn. Yeah, they didn't have true. a corn maze. No, no, no corn maze. But they've got the multicolored corn. Yeah, they've got different kinds of. So there's the big orange pumpkins for carving and things, but they also have some decorative little ones. They gourds. Gourds. Are they right? gourds with like the pimples and the green? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that kind of uh, like the pumpkin. The, uh, so you can make the what do you call that thing with the the, the cornucopia mm-hmm. with the hay and the gourds? I don't oh. think they had anything like that. No, they maybe that's have, but they, they had a, they had a selection of it. Yeah. yeah, it had a selection of these these um, different kind of decorative squash. Deco- yeah, decorative squash. Yeah, gourds. gourds. <laughs> that's what we call them in Philadelphia. Okay, gourds. <laughs> Um, what is your guys' favorite part about um, Halloween? Uh, for me, um, I think in the U.S. it was like the whole month of Halloween was my favorite because there was celebration of like you can go to a haunted house or there's someone throwing a party. There's always like a party every weekend or, um, yeah, uh, dressing up. Um there's a lot of things that uh, is my favorite part about Halloween. And then there's Halloween itself. So it's like I like the whole month of uh, the celebration leading up to the big day. Well, actually, my birthday is at the end. It's on the 29th of October. So every year when I was a kid, I would have a roller skating birthday party where everyone had to wear costumes. And my birthday cards were always like, Happy Halloween and birthday yeah. written in pen. So... I like I, I feel like when it gets to be Halloween, I just like, get so excited because it's my birthday. It's Halloween. It's almost Thanksgiving. It's a great just like fall is here, mm-hmm. and there's that smell in the air of fall, and the leaves are so beautiful. Well, in the Northeast, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll second the fact that it's something that we celebrate for a whole month and not just one day or a weekend. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of extends it. I also have a handful of movies that I have to watch. Like, I have to watch yeah. Arsenic and Old Lace. I have to watch... Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yes. What was the first one? Arsenic <laughs> and Old Lace with Cary Grant. It's a Never film version it. of a Frank Capra play, oh. and it's gold. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. I think you can you could probably rent it on YouTube or something. Okay, okay. Um, it's amazing. Oh, wow. It's like Faulty Towers-esque layers and layers of deceit and things that Cary Grant's character has to kind of keep together. What is the Halloween th- connection? It happens Halloween Eve. Oh. And then I won't say any more because there's some really spooky characters. In there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it and get back to you. I've never watched it, so I'll definitely <laughs> also watch it and get back to you. Another one is uh, Beetlejuice that I I liked the movie. I don't know if you guys will watch that one. That reminds me of Halloween too. Time, yeah, long time. So that was what about my... what about the the Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> oh yeah, that one's a good yeah. one. Is that In about this Halloween? Town we call home. Everybody hail to the pumpkin. <laughs> What was the name? The pumpkin king? Yeah, Jack Skellington. Yeah. What about Donnie Tim Darko? Barton. Wasn't that also hal- a Halloween? Weren't they dressed? He was like dressed like a rabbit. Wasn't it a costume party? Maybe. I think it was Donnie the Darko. Time of you never saw? No, I've never seen that. Great, one great soundtrack. God, but there's that. Okay, I'm not gonna. We'll it's a great soundtrack later. with the Tears for Fear. No, it's um. Oh, there's what is that band? New Order. Oh, who's the band that came before New Order? Uh, Joy Division. Yeah. There's the Joy Division song, yeah. Level Terrace Apart, is like yeah. the best use of a song in a film, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. No, that is, that is brilliant. It's, that that it's movie brilliant. is brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'll it check is. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, we digress. No. It's Halloween it's films. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I love Halloween films. That's why it's like, oh, what's your favorite? It's, it's, it's great that in the U.S. they actually play like a whole month's worth. I think every channel is like, oh, Halloween this, Halloween special, this, this. Oh, the pumpkin, the great pumpkin patch, Charlie Brown. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. one's always famous. Yeah, that's always on there. Yeah, that's definitely always the on TV. there. You're <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack. Yeah, but they, you know, remember the parents. Every time Charlie they call, Brown. yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the teacher, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. all the adults. <laughs> you couldn't understand anything that the adults said. See, I actually live next to not Knott's Berry Farm, where like Charlie Brown is. Yeah, um, a, a city called Cypress. So we'd always go to the Halloween um, Halloween event in Knott's Berry Farm. They would have the not scary farm. I did. I went once and will never ever go again. So <laughs> I got scary. nightmares. From oh gosh! It. Yeah, it was. It's really scary. So it, I got to go um, all the time, but not to not uh, Berry Farm. But I went once to Not Scary Farm and will never go again because I'm not the type that likes like that kind of scary stuff flying right at me. Like I'll walk through a haunted house with my eyes closed and just hold my friend like a blind person. Like just tell me when it's over. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I don't do the haunted houses anymore. I've had the bejesus scared out of me. I don't some of those haunted hayrides. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, especially when they're allowed to touch you. Yeah. Like at least in the U.S., they're not allowed to touch you. <laughs> they can go as close as they can to they can your face down your neck. Yeah, uh, no. I'm, I'm good. Creepy things in your <laughs> yeah. ear. Mm-mm. Or and you pay have... money for this? Can you believe that you pay money for this <laughs> to get scared? That sounds like a, any club in London. 
<laughs> actually, in in Violet, is it Violet? There's actually a Halloween scary um, a haunted uh, event where you can go, and it's like an actual haunted house that you go to. Okay, I want in, you to tell me about that. Disparia in Frederica. In Frederica, they, the they have this. Uh, uh, they call the bolts. How do they call the, the military? Hills to protect the city. Yeah. And it's quite, it's all around the city and they have a, a, a haunted walk. Oh. You walk and there's witches that come from the yeah. trees. There no, is, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get scared by stuff like that. Yeah. I just find uh, it interesting. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting that you were hiding behind that tree for a whole 20 minutes. <laughs> now you're, you're in my face. realistic me. I'm like, don't scare me. <laughs> I don't me. buy into it. I just find it interesting. Yeah. And Violet, they have, they just the last, Four years they started doing Halloween parade and it's it's pretty cool because it's they get really into it and it's really really big now a lot of people come to it and it's just uh, one day and they do um, Halloween parade and have all these scary monsters dragons just, yeah Is it dragons. on Halloween on the um, on the Saturday uh, before Halloween or it's gonna be on Halloween or not this year because of the it's co- COVID it's canceled oh. this year mm. but uh, they usually have it the week uh, the weekend before if if the Halloween's like on on the week so they have, okay. it's a very big um, Halloween actually, parade it's actually a very decent one yeah it's, and I it's really really good actually uh, <laughs> one year I had I went was it two years ago and my brother brother in law was holding my daughter and the dragon went down and started trying to eat my daughter I actually have a video of it and she's like ah <laughs> <laughs> like a, a two year old like what is this trying to eat me <laughs> so they're definitely it's really a fun event um, and I recommend anyone that want to go not this year because of the COVID but uh, next year to go to uh, Violin watch the Halloween parade <laughs> so um since with the whole COVID thing, what are you guys uh, plan to do? Are you guys going to celebrate Halloween this year, or just kind of make it have it low key uh, here in Denmark? I was thinking to ask our neighbors specifically, like, could my daughter come to your house to trick or treat? But I mean, she's she's still she's five, but she's not. She's excited. She wants to buy the things, you know, like the pumpkins. She wants to go pumpkin picking, and. She knows about COVID so, so well that she, I don't think she would, I don't think she would, she would understand if we said you can't go trick or treating because of this. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if I should be prepared for with candy. Oh, because that's a good question. Yeah. Because some people don't listen. So they're just, oh, we're just going to go do it. So I'm like, they want to be giving out like cans of cans of beans or something. You could do like a, just a basket outside. With some hand sanitizer, yeah. So I could, like, wipe oh, that's it down. true. Yeah, that's a good idea. We have a really, really long driveway because we've never had trick or treaters. Yeah, and I don't. So you have the scary driveway. You have like, a really scary long driveway. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't anticipate any trick or treaters this year because we haven't had any before. Um, and my daughter's almost two, so I don't think. I think she likes. She really enjoyed helping decorate. A couple of days ago, mm-hmm. that was big. What did you guys do? For uh, I have like. Garland bonanza, so I have leaf garlands. So it's like because it's partly fall, but also partly Halloween. I'm trying to keep it cute, okay. So it's, it's not too scary yet. Um, so we've got leaves everywhere. Um, obviously got the football out, and so we're also trying to teach her a little bit of football. Um, <laughs> you explain which football though. 
American football. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the real football. Yeah, American mean. football. <laughs> um, I have a bat garland. Ooh. I have a garland that has like, there's a witch and a Frankenstein and a Dracula and a, something else on it. And then I'll usually get some branches from, we have a, the, the, in Trollhessel. Uh, it's a hazelnut tree oh, yeah. that has those yeah. wiry, curly. Ooh, I love yeah. those. Yeah, and so I have a little ghost, um, <clears throat> ghost lights. So there's a little ghost shaped on, oh, on like, ghost light, yeah. fairy lights. Oh, this is so cool. And then I have little decorations that I hang from that. So it's like the opposite of what I would do for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> do you do this for every holiday? A decoration. Do you have a Pinterest? I do not. I'm. I'm. I'm not you on should, social media. You should Pinterest yourself. This yeah. is amazing. No, but I do. I'd like to decorate. We made some Halloween cupcakes, and uh-huh. we brought them over to someone. I just bought that mix in the Netto that said Kage Halloween. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'll get that. I don't think that orange should be orange-flavored, though. I think uh, no. I was very disappointed in I missed Betty Crocker. <laughs> like, you know, the boxes that you can get in the U.S. Yeah. That's like— This uh, was a box, yeah. Was it? But it was Kage Halloween. Okay, but it wasn't the full-on Betty. Was it, am I saying your Betty Crocker? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. brownie mix or the it was special? Like that, but oh, okay. the Danish version, but the orange oh. cupcake frosting was orange flavored oh, instead okay. of pumpkin. No. no, that's not right. Yeah, it has to be pumpkin. No. It's everything pumpkin. Not be pumpkin spice. Flavor. Pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was confusing. That's the only thing I did for Halloween so far. And pumpkin picking on Friday, I think. Are you going to go to that uh, pumpkin patch? If I can find it. I think I'm just going to basically do exactly what she did. I'm going to get some leaves. And decorate. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I have, um, I think I have, oh, you guys saw my spider web. It's kind of old. So, yeah, that one I usually put around the house. Yeah. (laughs) It's not spider web. Time to get a new one. It looks like Santa's beard. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have, like, spiders around and then fingers. Um, Yeah, just simple i have i have a 1 year old that everything goes in the mouth so i have yeah. to be careful what lands on the floor i got one of those so yeah i have to be careful on what i decorate cuz he'll probably start eating the spider web or something everything just goes in his mouth yeah. <laughs> i've got i've got one of those yeah <laughs> the leaves the grass the oh dirt, yesterday my rocks. my son ate dirt like cuz oh. it was cuz you know it rained it rained the other day so, so it our, different. yeah our food our uh, i guess one of our shoes tracked in dirt and all of a sudden i see something black in his mouth and i was like what is that i'm like screaming and it was just a piece of dirt and he's like this Ew. Yeah. I was like, like then oh. stop eating stuff. Yeah. Oh, that didn't taste good? No. Oh, I wonder why. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what do you guys wish uh, they had here in Denmark for, for Halloween um, that we, they don't have yet? Maybe it'll come one day or um, that should should be here uh, from, from the U.S. Or I wish there was a clear separation between Christmas and Halloween. Um, I don't think anybody, or, uh, Billy Blumps, there's some other places that like they start putting their Christmas stuff up in September. And I think that's just sacrilege. Not that, but. You've got to wait until after Halloween. Wait till November 1. It's not even like there's Thanksgiving here as a bumper for that. Like, (laughs) wait till November 1st, please. Mm. Um, so that conflation of, of holidays is confusing to me. Um, but I think it would be fun if, say, in a workplace, people also got excited about Halloween. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I think it kind of breaks up the monotony of, you know, from really when people go back to work and to school in August until Christmas, there's nothing. Yeah. 
And so why not fill up October with everything that's Halloween and keep it cute. If people aren't into the the scary stuff, then just do the cute version of it. You can make a Martha Stewart glitter pumpkin. There are all sorts of amazing crafts and things that you can do. Um, It doesn't have to be. The haunted house version, if you're not into that. Yeah, um, it can be cute. <laughs> it can be super cute. Yeah. And it can just be a nice way to kind of pre-COVID bring people together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another way of hoogly. Hashtag pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Another way of hoogly. It is. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. And mm. I, I feel like here they make it more like for children. And in the U.S., it's like for everyone. It's for everybody. There is a sophisticated Halloween for adults. It's true. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I wish like when I went to a, went to a Halloween party outside of the United States that people wore costumes because I always feel awkward about being the only one. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, one time I went to I'm my shocked. office like with a costume. I think it was my first year. I was like, woohoo, Halloween! I was like, yeah, what a weirdo. You're no like, one awkward. celebrates Halloween. I was like, oh. Awkward. Yeah, awkward moment. <laughs> so I, I was. That's what something I think would be great if if adults actually got into it too. Not mm-hmm. it's not just a children's thing. It's like a whole family effort. Yes, agreed. So, um, the thing is that, that doesn't translate. You see, Halloween uh, has traveled around the world for move because of the movies. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but. In the movies, they don't show you a week, a month of celebration yes, or preparation. Um, you know, they show you usually Halloween night. You know, going mm. to the treats and that doesn't come. You know, with the with the month of preparing the thing. I guess that's why. Yeah, mm. I like that hypothesis. Yeah, that's yeah. an hypothesis. <laughs> like I said in the beginning, I wanted to finish the the sentence. My kids think I'm cool, but. Um, sentence. Uh, what are some of your uh, moments of why your kids think you're cool? But I can give you an example from me. My kids think I'm cool, but I always eat their candy during uh, when they go to sleep, especially when it's Halloween, because we get this special Halloween package from my mom. So I'm always sneaking over and eating their candy. So I'm not so cool for doing that to them. <laughs> can you guys think of anything that's that's, um, I don't think that my kids think I'm cool, <laughs> but I think I'm cool. That, that matters. That's what it yeah. counts. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> Anna, do you think? I mean, we're deep in this pre-teenager phase, so. Of age two. Um, yeah, of age two. So, I'm cool as long as we're at home. As soon as we're out in public, especially on the playground, it's mama over there. I can't stand too close to her. I can't watch her. She still Whoa. somehow wants me to push her on the swing, but I can't be too close. I'm very confused right now. So she clearly wants her to sort of mark her independence um, and that she can do it by herself and that she really does not need me. So I, I stand a designated distance away. Yeah. Wow. Very independent. She's very independent. <laughs> and very, she's a chatty Cathy. So she will let me know. Wow. If I get too close. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys, uh, and then thank you for the listen, uh, listeners for tuning in and listening to this to this episode. Don't forget to visit my Facebook page and hit the like button. Subscribe to my podcast if you want to hear more about international families living abroad and just trying to survive a day in the life as a parent. This podcast and radio show is pretty new, so I'm currently building my website. 
once finished, I will post it on Facebook, and you guys can uh, go check it out. Uh, I will post it on uh, Facebook, and you guys can hit the link. Thanks again, everyone. Bye, everyone.